The 414 Sports Tour around the NFL continues this time. It's the AFC West, and we'll get to it in just a sec. It's the 414 Sports Podcast. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Welcome in once again. This is the 414 Sports Podcast. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much in logging in and joining us, whether you've done so on Apple, Spotify, Google, or any of the other five platforms that we currently reside on. As always, we're glad to have you. Hit that like, subscribe button at the bottom. We would definitely appreciate it. Today we move to the AFC West. And I'm going to do something a little bit different when it comes to the AFC West and different in the sense that when we covered the NFC East, as I said in that particular episode, I felt like the Giants are definitely the bottom of the barrel within that division, and that the other three teams, being Washington, Philadelphia, or Dallas, all have the capabilities of winning. And we talked about the fact that because they play one another and because you could see them splitting taking the home team almost every time, you could really see a sub-500 team win that division. Not necessarily because the division is altogether terrible, with the exception of the Giants. It more has to do with parity within the division. So if you want to talk about parity, let's look at the AFC West. When you think about the likes of the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Diego Chargers, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Denver Broncos, the margin of error, the separation between all four of those teams is going to be minimal this year. These four teams are going to make for one exciting season of football within the AFC West. Now, many a times for us here in the 414, that's the second game on the docket. That's that 315-330 game, depending on the scheduling. We're going to see a lot of the AFC West, I have a feeling, because they will be marquee games. They will be entertaining. But what I won't do with the AFC West like I did with the NFC East is I'm going to go ahead and try and pick one. I think it will be fun to go ahead and try to pick one of these teams to come out of this division on top when you could make an argument for all four. So somebody might hear this and say, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but what about? And that's what makes this time of the year fun because we really don't know how injuries are going to play. We don't know whether or not some of these football players will either ascend or descend as far as ability goes. Are they going to play up to capability? Are they not going to play up to capability? There's so many factors that come into 
a football game and a football team that the margin of error, when you look on paper in a division like the AFC West, it is so small. That's what makes doing this prognosticating a little bit fun. So let's kick things off. And I think the team to beat in the AFC West this year will be the Denver Broncos. Getting Russell Wilson, getting a guy who's 33 years old in the prime of his career on a team that had so much talent last year but was missing what I would say in basketball, a floor general. You've got that floor general right now in Russell Wilson, a floor general who knows how to lead. You also have a floor general who has the skill set to get it done. You have a new coach in Nathaniel Hackett. We know, especially here in Wisconsin, what Nathaniel Hackett meant to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and now he's going to get his shot. Now, many will say that Nathaniel Hackett became the head coach of the Denver Broncos because they were trying to lure Aaron Rodgers away from Green Bay. With that said, they still landed a very, very, very good quarterback in Russell Wilson, the former Wisconsin Badger. Always like to throw that in, even though he only played with us for one year. So you have a head coach who's offensive orientated. You have what I now call a floor general in Russell Wilson and a team that was so close last year with all of the talent that it had just missing that key element at the quarterback position. Another thing to keep an eye on is that the Broncos signed Randy Gregory from the Dallas Cowboys. That's a huge get for the Denver Broncos, a very talented defensive player. If he and Bradley Chubb can stay healthy, that's going to be one of the most potent pass rushes in all of football and especially within the AFC. And you're going to need a pass rush, right? In that league, in that division, excuse me, you have Mahomes, Herbert, Carr, all talented quarterbacks. So pressure is going to be paramount in the success of your team. And then don't forget, you have to go to Denver. Those teams in that division have to go to Denver. And playing in Denver is no picnic. When you go to Mile High Stadium, there are changes in your respiratory system because you're, you're heading up into the mountains. That is a home field advantage like no other. So when you put those elements into play, I'll take the Denver Broncos to win the AFC West. I'll get to the other three teams after we take this quick timeout. So let's continue to make our way through the AFC West. And as confident as I am in some of our other picks in other divisions is as unconfident as I am with the AFC West. On any given day, I think I could go through and make a case for any of these teams to win the AFC West. But on this given day, as we put this podcast together, I went ahead and took the Denver Broncos. For me, in second place, it will be the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Las Vegas Raiders, with the acquisition of Devontae Adams, 
will give Derek Carr a weapon that he has not had, and that could mean some explosiveness coming out of the city in the desert. Now, there will be one caveat to all of this, and to me that caveat is, will the Raiders be able to sign Darren Waller? Now, at the time, again, of us putting this podcast together, the Darren Waller situation had not been resolved. It may be resolved by the time we put this thing on the air. But needing Darren Waller on that line as a catching tight end to offset what Devontae Adams and the other receivers can do on that team, I think is an important aspect of this team's success. So for me, if Darren Waller is re-signed and becomes a part of this offense, you mix that in with Devontae Adams, and I think the Las Vegas Raiders are going to take a huge step going into this season. Now, one of the Achilles heels for this Raider club is their secondary. This secondary is not necessarily or has been playing to its capability. If the secondary doesn't improve, no matter how much firepower you have, they may not find themselves in a situation where they're going to win some games because defensively they're just not where they need to be and are giving up way too many points. So if the secondary can ascend and play to the level that they're capable of and get coached up a little bit, I'll take the Las Las Vegas, excuse me, the Raiders at number two. At number three, give me the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost said San Diego Chargers. Can we just call them the Chargers? We'll just say that. They, they reside in California. The Chargers, I think, will be at number three. Now, the Chargers, after a pretty successful season, did not last year have the best run defense. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, the stats show that they were the third worst run defense in football last season, allowing 175 yards on the ground. You have an incredibly capable quarterback now in Herbert at the Chargers, but if he doesn't have a chance to get on the field because teams are able to pound it down in the trenches, that becomes a detriment. So for San Diego to ascend, stopping the run defensively has to be a key focus. And if they can stop the run defensively, again, you can make a case for any of these teams winning their division. And finally for me, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a gut feeling more than anything. Patrick Mahomes is an absolute gem at quarterback. Unbelievable athletic talent, unbelievable accuracy, unbelievable creativity. You can go on and on and on with the accolades. Andy Reid, an unbelievable coach, has shown it time and time again, whether he's been an assistant coach like he was with the Green Bay Packers or a head coach with stops in Philadelphia and now in Kansas City, among others. He has shown the ability to lead a football team. But something is a bit amiss in my mind with Kansas City. Something doesn't feel right. I don't know if it's the fact that teams have kind of latched on to what Andy Reid likes to do 
and maybe have found that his tendencies are are a bit prevalent and they're able to scheme against it. So if you can do a couple of things to maybe throw Patrick Mahomes off course, so to speak, even though he can be creative in scrambling, there are elements I feel as if defensive coordinators have found when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs that they've been able to box them in, unlike when they won the Super Bowl, when offensively they were as explosive as anything. And then secondly, you lose Tyreek Hill. You lost one of the best receivers in all of football. Now Tyreek Hill goes to Miami. Whether or not that pairing with Tua will be as effective as his pairing here with Patrick Mahomes is, that's going to remain to be seen. You went ahead and signed some others uh, to combat that, obviously. You went ahead and and picked up uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who can run like there's no tomorrow. We've seen that with the Green Bay Packers. You found some pieces in order to help alleviate the hit you took when Tyreek left. I just don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be successful this year. And I wonder at what point, if they are not not successful, excuse me, will Andy Reid then continue to be a part of that organization as the head coach on the sideline? That is going to be interesting to watch as the season plays out. But again, as I said time and time again throughout this episode, you can make a case for each one of these teams winning the division. You could make a case for each one of these teams getting into the playoffs and getting deep into the playoffs, and I think you could make a case for each one of these teams to be a Super Bowl contender from the AFC. Now, what do we have to do? Obviously, we got to wait to see what happens once they snap the ball and the games are played. But this could be one of the most exciting divisions in all of the NFL. And I think for us here in the 414, it's going to be fun to watch in that second tier of games after the Packers normally playing at noon, if they're not playing on a Thursday or Sunday night, playing at noon and getting a chance to see teams out of the AFC West in that 3-3-15, time slot. So sit back and enjoy because the AFC West is going to be a gem. On our next episode, as we continue this trip around the NFL, we'll head to the AFC South. But before that, thanks for listening. Greatly appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. I'm Don Wachillis. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>